You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on RBMA Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. This week we are live from Los Angeles at RBMA's pop-up here. We're here for a couple weeks. Uh, we have a very special world premiere live set from Jason Loveland, which is already starting. That will be the first hour of the show. And on the second half, we have our good friend Silent Servant stopping by for a set of deeper radio cuts. So stay tuned for all of that. We'll be back on the mic in about 45 minutes or so to interview Loveland. But right now we're going to get right into this uh, live set with Jason Loveland. Enjoy. This is The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Monk New York on RBMA Radio. We are in Los Angeles. And you've been listening for the last 45 minutes or so to a live set from Jason Loveland, his world premiere live set. That was super rad. Thank you for that. Oh, thanks. It was a pleasure. So, how, where does, where does this Jason Loveland thing come from? This is, I mean, it, to me, I got the SoundCloud friend request that said, brown eyes, black hair, doctor of medicine, divorced, spiritual inspiration, militant atheist, interest, house music, old samples, philosophy, animals. Yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good question because I think um, I've always kind of been shy about music making and never wanted to use my own name. So I kind of sought out a name that I felt was uh, a really great name. And uh, Jason Loveland was actually... Um, someone that I'm acquainted with uh, who had the name and I thought it was an amazing name and uh, and then I changed the spelling of Jason to J-A-S-E-N and so it's then, different on so Google. So it's different, yeah. Yeah, Derek, Derek Pazleko stole his DJ name from some kid he went to school with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you see a good name, just take it. I mean, my, my last name is Smith, so yeah. it's, pretty, it's pretty generic. Uh, yeah. So I've always kind of been envious of people with cool names like my wife. Yeah. So, um, who's with us here today? Yeah. As is Carl Meyer, Israel Vines. We've got like huge posse in the studio today. LA is representing. Um, so, I guess as your, you, ha- you said you have a bunch of releases coming up. Yeah, what, I, I do. What can you say about them? Um, I, can, I can talk about a few of them. Uh, I have uh, basically everything that I played uh, is more or less coming out on a release. So, um, the earlier stuff, the stuff earlier in the set that was less acid, you know, acid sounding, uh, is probably going to be, well, is going to be released by, um, a label called Wage Slave, uh, out of the Midwest. Um, and then, uh, I have a label coming, a record coming out on a label called Beyond the Speaker, which is a, a label in New York that's run out of a design office. So I'm really excited about that because they do really excellent packaging. Um, and you know, it's rad. And then I have another, and then some of the really like kind of more aggressive acid stuff is going to come out on a new label in Los Angeles uh, called, uh, well, I actually shouldn't say yet, but uh, it's going to be a LA. They talked LA based about it. They talked about it on RBMA last week. I guess week. they did. I guess they did. Okay. Yeah, so, he announced it. He announced yeah. it. I think you're allowed. Okay. So, uh, and if yeah. Not, sorry, Aaron. Yeah. Here we go. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> uh, but I'm doing a record for the new Acid Camp label, which should be really rad. Yeah. Totally. And uh, you and Aaron, you said you had a power lunch this week to talk about. Yeah, we had, we had a power lunch. The future of LA techno. Yeah, no, we had a really good, we had a really good conversation because uh, I wanted to get his opinion because I knew we were going to be doing an interview and I just wanted to get the opinion of some other people around LA that I know who are kind of in the scene about, you know, what, what, where's, where LA's at right now and where LA could go. Uh, and I think we both agreed that uh, LA needs more labels to support the music scene. There, yeah. are lo- there are a lot of producers here that are just kind of slaving away in their garages and stuff like that. Um, and there's a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of already good labels like, you know, Jealous God, you know, of heard course. That heard, heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, like Acid Test and 100% Silk and LA Club Resource. I mean, there's a bunch of like really good labels, but um, 
it's I think it's more about having labels that are associated with parties like like the bunker and like a lot of the you know New York and Midwest labels. Yeah. So speak well we've we've already mentioned Acid Camp, which I think is I don't know how long Acid Camp has been around, but it seems to have made just a really, over a year. Yeah, it's made a really big splash. And I just think in the LA scene in general, for the kind of music we do um, aside from doing the bunker, I've run a booking agency for over ten years now, and we had ri- like once every few years I would book Donato, Dodsey, right. or somebody in LA, but almost nothing was happening. Right. And now we're getting requests for all my artists in LA, like seriously, on a weekly basis. Yeah. There's just more like new people throwing parties I never even heard of asking yeah. about it. So it, it, I mean, at least from my perspective, in New York, it feels like things are really, really happening here in the last few years in a way yeah. that they weren't before for sure yeah and that's really it's really exciting i mean when i first moved to la five years ago there was like an event that i wanted to go to maybe once a month and then it became every two weeks and then now basically every weekend there's something really good that i'm you know either seeing or missing that i would really enjoy and now i mean parties are starting to like stack up on top of each other so you're gonna have to you know make the choice of which party you go to. And that was kind of, it's, it sort of sucks in a sense, but it's kind of a good problem to have because there is, there is so much good stuff happening right now. Yeah, It can be a tough ba- break when you're throwing a party on the same night and something yeah, else absolutely. similar happens. But then at the same time, I feel like the more people throwing parties, the more like new people are socially being pulled into all yeah. this. And it ultimately is good for everybody. Although it's maybe hard for promoters to see it that way. Yeah. Um, so speaking of parties, you've, you and Israel, who's here with us, and Aaron Ocean have started your own party. Yeah, we have. Uh, it's called Replicants, and uh, we've done two of, two of them, and uh, we're sort of scheming for the third one. Uh, but uh, the, yeah, Replicants was two weeks, weekends ago, and uh, Replicants 2 was two weekends ago, and then we had Carlos Souffrant out for an exclusive three-hour set. Uh, that was pretty damn mind-blowing. Yeah, that sounds like Carlos. I mean, that you know, that's kind of what he does, but this was... I, I've seen Carlos a bunch, and this this was one of the most intense sets I've seen from him. Yeah. Um, and it was really... And he just dove right in. Like, there was no kind of, like, you know, treading around in the beginning. He just went for it, and it was it was really a spectacular thing. So is there like a theme to the party or a vibe that you're going for or what's Yeah, what's I mean the, deal the vibe is we're we're trying to kind of strip things down and do, you know, we Izzy always refers to it as like kind of a punk rock techno party. And uh and that's and that's kind of what it is. I mean, it's, you know, no frills like we have this we have a space that we we've used before that has uh, you know, it's just it's just a warehouse space and we turn off all the lights and put on a red light bulb and a huge hazer machine and just uh just party in the dark so you have a hazer but no moving lights or lasers or anything uh we have videos we have okay we videos. have videos so okay so the the video the videos kind of animate the 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 haze. the haze and brina my wife does the visualizations and they're pretty great although i'm biased yeah <laughs> so there's plan there's plans to do more yeah yeah we'd like to and we we've started doing a podcast series uh, we just Aaron Aaron Ocean did the first one, which was a recording of his live set. Yeah, that was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, so what's what's the SoundCloud? What's the URL? It's uh, Replicants LA. Uh, yeah, Replicants LA <laughs> um, on SoundCloud, and uh, or you can just search for Aaron Ocean. Um, it'll it'll come up. 
Uh, Aaron's in charge of the our social media presence. Okay, we'll find it. Um, what else? So how? I mean, it it seems like this Loveland project kind of came out of nowhere. How how long have you actually been working on music before you started? You know, just putting it out there and getting yeah. feedback yeah. from the world. I really. Um, I've been active in making music since I was in high school. I, in high school, I bought a synth and just kind of was was addicted to it after that. Um, and so I've been I've been making music for decades now, or, or a decade and like a half. Um, and uh, it's been really interesting. And I mean, I've actually done uh, other things. Like I have like other releases. Like I used to do like back in the late '90s. I used to do sort of like aggressive breaksy stuff and i had a couple releases on that and then i started doing more like stripped down techno and i was supposed to do i was actually supposed to do a record for uh force incorporated um but then they folded yeah those guys put out like 18 records a week yeah they put out 18 records a week and then eventually (laughs) some dj jasper records and yeah well (laughs) it's it's funny no this is actually really funny and this is actually really cool um because juan his dj jasper project was one of those records that uh i heard i think it was delay one and uh and it really opened my mind to the possibilities of of techno because I, I thought for a long time techno was kind of like sort of bullshit club music yeah. which I mean that was speaking out of ignorance like I didn't know I was like a kid I didn't I didn't know what it was I just thought it was like I, I didn't know what techno actually was but and then I I started to go to parties and then I started to get into stuff like some of the delay in the sidetracks records yeah me too those were huge records for me earlier. yeah one hates when we talk about it now but yeah, those, are, those are sick records that like stand the test of time I think no they're really are- great I picked up I just picked up delay two. I got I, like because I lost my copy I found one at amoeba and I put it on and I was with a bunch of other like techno people and they were just like, whoa, what the hell is this? Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is Juan, this is Silent Servant. <laughs> uh, and everyone was impressed. <laughs> so where did, where did you grow up? Somewhere in the Midwest? Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and I'm very much like a product of like the suburbs and like Tower Records and Wire Magazine. Because I would read the Wire magazine, I would read Wire magazine and read the reviews of records, and then try to find them at Tower Records, which was basically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I, I would. You guys I, don't have the new Nerds with Wound? No, <laughs> no, that was the crazy thing. Like periodically, they would get stuff. Like they would get Coil and like Nurse with Wound and uh, Current ninety three and stuff like that. And I would, I started to like absorb this stuff. Uh, and then kind of absorbed electronic music that way, but through kind of the wire, so through kind of the lens of a more kind of, uh, I don't know, critical or pseudo-critical kind of lens where, you know, I mean, because like the wire didn't review like techno singles. Not then. Not they do then. now, but in, yeah. Yeah, I was I was started reading it in the mid-90s too, and yeah, it wasn't, they didn't really. Yeah, and so, so I kind of got into, I started with like, you know, Aphex and, and stuff like that, and then kind of moved backwards into techno eventually with the help of, you know, different records. So at some point you moved from the Midwest to California. How, how and why did that happen? Yeah, well, um, I uh, was living in Chicago, and then uh, I went to, uh, I moved from the Burbs to the city for a long time and lived in the city. And then uh, we, my wife and I, went to New Haven, Connecticut, so I can do my master's degree in architecture. 
And then uh, we did the grad school trade-off. So we moved from New Haven, Connecticut, out here to L.A. five years ago. So B could go to uh, CalArts. Okay. And uh, we were talking a little bit at lunch yesterday about how your training and uh, architecture and the way you approach that kind of ties into how you make music. Because, I mean, like the biggest impression from our, our group of friends and people who've heard your music is like, how is this guy kicking out so much amazing music so fast? I mean, you infamously, I don't know when this was a few weeks, a month ago, you made like, you made like your, your uh, chain reaction tribute album and you made a full like really good dub techno album in a day in 24 hours right so how 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 are you doing this um i think uh with with the uh with the with tons of red bull (laughs) um no actually actually uh it was uh it was actually uh inspired by uh overdoing it on the cold brew i we we switched from 2x concentrate to 3x concentrate Yeah, I make really strong cold brew, and it wasn't until a year of drinking it or something that I read that you're actually supposed to add water. And right, that it's you're supposed it's to like, oh. you're supposed to cut it with water, and then. Uh, but I wasn't I wasn't doing that, and I just kind of I just kind of went for it. Um, uh, but it was it was a crazy day, and that was a crazy project. And actually, uh, after I did that, after I wrote that album, uh, I was actually. I felt like physically exhausted for a couple days after that. Like yeah. it, it wasn't, it wasn't just like an effortless kind of creation. It was like, it, it was endurance kind of tricky, you know, emotional stuff. Um, but I think with the, as far as the architecture training, uh, I think a lot of that comes with editing and editing your ideas, which is something that you're really trained to do in architecture school. Uh, and I think a lot of people, when they make tracks, the, especially people that get stuck when they're making tracks, are trying to. And I, I mean, you know, anybody, you know, you know, chime in and correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I think it's about it's about a level of editing where you can distill your ideas into you can still just a couple ideas and put it in the song. So instead of putting all your ideas in every track, you know, you. And what I try to do is take, you know, one, two, three ideas, maybe an idea about a bass line, an idea about a rhythm, an idea about a melody, and just really hit those hard and put those in the track and, and let those ideas kind of uh, have some space in the track. Uh, so it's also, uh, with the architecture stuff, it's also, in architecture school, you're really taught that your creations and your, your models and your drawings and all that kind of stuff are just tools. They're not really... Uh, precious uh, in a way that you would say you know if it was artwork it would be like no this is this is a precious artwork but I think with architecture school you're kind of taught to be able to detach yourself from your creations a little bit and then think critically about it and if you need to like chuck it or show it to people and get feedback so that's what I really like about SoundCloud is it's a it's a it's an opportunity to kind of just share some music with your circle of friends and elicit elicit a response. Is the the album that we were talking about? It's is it still up on SoundCloud? Yeah, it's still up on my SoundCloud. If you if you look up Jason Loveland, and it's Jason with an E, J A S E N. Yeah. So look that up. Uh, you also did the Bunker podcast a couple weeks ago. People yeah. can find that at thebunkerny.com. Uh, I know you just started a Facebook. Yep. Anywhere else that people should look out for you? Um, I'm playing with Israel Vines at the Black Lodge uh, on August 6th. 
Okay. Um, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Uh, so that's if you if you dug what I did, I, I'm gonna do another another set. Um, and then uh, yeah, anyone feel free to send me an email. <laughs> it's jason.loveland at uh, gmail.com. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us yeah, it was today. It's a pleasure. It's a great show, uh, great set, and we're uh, in a second here going to get into the DJ set from our second guest of the day, Silent Servant. You are listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio, and stay locked for the set from Silent Servant. Here we go.
listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. We've been live in the mix with Silent Servant for the past hour. Thanks a lot. Great Thanks set. for having me, Brian. Lots of cool new stuff. Yeah, in there. just kind some of classics. Brought, yeah, I brought some a lot of stuff that's been on my floor, and just the stuff I've been listening to a lot lately. So the you said your preparation was just what you just literally grabbed the stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff that I listen to that's just like at hand, and that's the stuff I figured I'd bring because it's what I've been listening to. Um, some new stuff that's unreleased, forthcoming on Jealous God, um, and just lots of. It's been really interesting lately. Most of the music I've liked has been my friends' stuff, which has been really cool. Um, I know the feeling. It's really nice when you get interesting things that you're like, wow, I know this person, and they're awesome. So yeah, no, I I love it. I love that feeling, It's and then it's great to put it out and help them. So so Jealous God is still very much an active label. Yeah, we're, um, I mean, we can announce it now, but we're going to be doing a, probably the first and last showcase for the label at Atonal this year. Um, so the label's going to keep going until I get the records that are slotted out. So we have about another year and a half, two years, maybe. We'll see. I'm trying to figure all that. And then it's over. Maybe. We're going to compile everything in like this book format. It's, you know, there's going to be like a press release and all that stuff, I guess, later. We're trying to work all that stuff out. But right now, I mean, basically, I just, I'm very happy with the way things have gone. And I'm just trying to kind of move on to the next chapter. Uh, with everything, you know, so it's it's good. Everything's been really good. It was it was last year that you announced all the releases at the beginning of the year, right? Was that for the year, yeah. yeah, for the year. The few things changed, order changed and stuff, but um, there's a bunch of new stuff coming too. So it's pretty good. It, it'll be a good, interesting year. Like lots of stuff that are is some of it is out of left field, um, some of it's pretty straight, you know. So it's just kind of how I've been trying to curate my own brain, I guess, of music. Right. And who's who's all involved in the Atonal Showcase you mentioned? Um, so it's going to be, uh, I can tell you, 51717, which is Lily. That Yeah, um, I know Lily. Yeah, and, uh, and then Champagne Mirrors, um, December, Devada Moss, myself, Hayden, uh, from that does Face Fatale. We're going to mm-hmm. do something together. Um, and Alexei Volkov. So there's, this, there'll be a formal, formal announcement, I think, in about a week or so. Is this going to be like one of the after-party things in the club, or are you guys no, on the big in the big main hall? No, we're like in the, one of the lower halls. Oh, um, it's okay. like kind of a label showcase thing. Yeah, so, I think they did that with Northern Electronics last yeah, year, right? Yeah, and like they that. did a they did a brief announcement on Twitter, I guess, yesterday. They just announced a lot of new artists yeah. yesterday. Yeah, so I can't remember if you guys were yeah, on there or not. Yeah, so yeah, but it oh, should you must be cool. Have been. Yeah, so we, you know, we're kind of trying to curate. My friend Jenny's going to be doing some film stuff um, in between, like the the live sets, just on the changeovers. Um, Carrie LeBon will be DJing for the night. She'll be like in charge of just providing music for the changeovers and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it should be good. I'm pretty psyched. I'm glad they let me do it the way that I wanted to. Um, it was a lot of work, but at the end, I think I'm pretty happy with the way it all kind of worked out. Right. Um, so switching to another subject, which I think is interesting that maybe a lot of people don't know about, uh, most electronic music artists I know who are kind of operating at your level, playing gigs on the level you are and everything and putting out records, that's, that's their job. That's what they do. But you, you may, you've through all this maintained a day job as well. Yeah. I mean, for me, I guess, I don't know, I'm a little older, but not that old, but older. (laughs) I mean, I'm like approaching 40 and for me, it's just really important that the art I'm trying to keep, I guess the balance of art versus commerce 
in my my mind for me and just not like I want to be able to take the chances that I need to make without compromising in any way shape or form which is my personal thing it doesn't mean that like you know I have a lot of friends that are doing it and it kind of works in their favor like to do it full time I have a lot of weird problems like I really like living in Los Angeles and I don't want to move you know yeah well that's I mean that's a difficult scenario for worldwide touring yeah where most of the yeah. gig like the the vast majority of the big gigs are going to be happening in Europe yeah and from New York for us that's like a six seven hour hop over to Europe yeah it's not, it's so not bad, that but bad for you what is that 11 um, 12 hours or yeah something? yeah it's kind of weird I mean it's just it's a long it's pretty healthy um but, you know, it's one of those things that at this point in my life, I just like, I want to be able to maintain my point of view artistically. And that requires me also doing other stuff. Like I like doing design stuff and, you know, not that I couldn't do that in Berlin, but so much of what I do is based here. And I'm so influenced by what happens in Los Angeles that I, I don't want to lose that. And yeah, what is it about Los Angeles that you love so much? Um, I mean, it's just like this nice for me. It's always been this kind of weirdo outsider vibe that I'm you know I'm very influenced by my friends and people that do stuff be it art music um fashion stuff whatever like it's just it's just I, I love I guess the it's weird because I remember Carl Connor telling me this he's like when I first sent him records he's like I don't understand how these people live in LA and do this stuff yeah I, was, I mean it's just it just seems really the image of LA of being sunshine bubblegum yeah like it, happy but, and then but it seems like from i'd never been to la until a couple years ago and i've been here a bunch in the last couple yeah. years and there's this real like underbelly and there's like a huge it seems like goth community here yeah yeah like, totally. what's what's up with that um i mean it's like one of those things like glenn o'brien i think said it best that it's like i don't know if he actually did this term but it was like the brighter the light the darker the shadow and that's always resonated with me that basically la has that and it's always had that even from like hollywood babylon era like it's a city based on like dreams and hopes but also a pool full of tears you know it's like that kind of yeah. ideal it's like that's what how it's always happened here um, and that's what I've always loved about it. I mean, but it also just for me, quality of life at this point where I'm at, it's just, it's really important. But I, I get, I also like working, you know, as an art director, um, I work for this company called Barton Pereira. Um, and you know, there's lots going on there. I have a great team of people that I work with. I have a killer boss and just all that stuff is for me is really like makes it easy to not play all the time because I have other stuff that I like doing as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something I've always admired about you is that you, you there's you have absolutely no reason to compromise anything because you make your living off of not music. Yeah. So, Yeah, I mean, awesome. and it could be hurting me. I, I, again, at this point in my life, I just don't want to risk it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I'm like, uh, if I should have moved to Berlin, it would have been years ago. But, you know, it's uh, like life happens. Come on. <laughs> life happens and, you know, it's, an, it's like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you know things happen and you just kind of got to roll with it and this is my situation and I'm very happy about it like it's not always the easiest but at the same time it allows things for, to be comfortable okay. so well thank you so much for joining us yeah, thanks for having we've me come guys. to an end we've got to run amazing set look him up online I know you have a Facebook Jealous God has a Tumblr yeah we have like the Jealous God Tumblr I mean it's all in my the the Facebook thing it's not a normal it's like a artist do you guys do SoundCloud uh no no, I have my personal SoundCloud. I just kind of repost other people's music that people seem to get really mad about, but that's what I like doing. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for joining us. You've yeah, been thanks, listening guys. to The Bunker on RBMA Radio. Thank you. Okay. Bye.